Hello and welcome to an interesting choice on the Hat on Dog Network. Each month, your intrepid hosts Martin and John review weird, terrible or just plain interesting albums. Featuring special guest comedians, musicians and civilians, this podcast dissects and inspects a whole bunch of curious production choices. These discussions are presented here without comment. Bar one. Hmm, interesting choice. Happy 2016. Remember, we're only two digits away from 2666, the year of the beast. That is, the year of the beast. We've launched a brand new podcasting network, Hat on Dog. So if you want to listen to our show or any of the other great podcasts on our network, go to hatondog.com. On today's episode, we're listening to Peter Gabriel's album, Soul, with special guest Philip Larkin. No, not that one. Let's get on with the show. Today's episode, uh, as I've discussed in the intro, is Peter Gabriel. So, why did you recommend this album? I recommended this album because it's, it's one of those ones that, like, I was embarrassed about it at one stage. You know, like, it was part of my dad's record collection and it was kind of just always sitting there. And when he put it on, it kind of cringe. So I was like, oh, no, not this music again. Like, you know, when you're, like, five and you just don't... Mm really pet you just want to listen to mad stuff um what you, mad stuff were you listening to at five well you know meatloaf uh <laughs> enya uh kind of like i was very limited amount of mad stuff growing up in uh, in mm. ireland i wasn't allowed to listen to sinead o'connor for some bizarre reason so you avoided your dad's record collection though well i i kind of raided it uh i avoided it for for a few years and i kind of hit puberty and had all these feelings that i needed to to explore and uncover and uh that's peter gabriel was talking to you well, at that point peter gabriel was the first like it was literally the the records were all kind of sat in this corner in the room and peter gabriel was <laughs> I know the that first game. one there and i was like i'll have a listen to this and i kind of just was like all right cool well I'm feeling all these weird changing emotions and so on and this guy's well I don't know what he's on but this fuck, this album's pretty there's there's a song for every one of these emotions I'm feeling in this album mm. so I'm going to listen to it for a bit so it became became a bit of a soundtrack for my teens Was that the first album you really got into then? First album I properly got into that's mm. kind of why I, I decided to choose it because I did have that history with it it was one of the ones where like We'd go on holidays and he'd he'd stick it on the car and you just think, oh Jesus, not this again! Like yeah. and it was it was kind of a mixture of sounds that I couldn't process with my young idiotic mind. And what is this red rain? Yeah, red <laughs> rain's rain. clear. This guy's I've heard of hammers, but sledgehammers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Like it, it was just. It's an album that, oh, for want of a better description, it spoke to me. I've inherited a lot of bad musical taste from my parents. Uh, so many kind of terrible, like Celine Dion. And like I, I said to you guys, I was going to choose the soundtrack to Titanic mm-hmm. for for this podcast. But but like that's that's something that I don't, I, I can't explain. Mm. Sometimes when I'm in my flat, I'll just go, oh, I really need to listen to something that's like, I oh, just lose myself in. Oh, it's like the theme like tune well no like I wish it was because that's that's quite interesting 
But it's, it's fucking Celine Dion or like James Horner's score to Titanic, and it's it's weird shit like that. Because my mum used to my mum used to rock. I, uh, would James Horner's dead? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're talking about the people on the Titanic. Oh, no. <laughs> also the Titanic. <laughs> this is the worst place for me to laugh. <laughs> this is the real I, reason why you bought you. Imagine if you had chose that album, though. When did this happen? It was a couple of months ago. I need a, I need a moment, guys. <laughs> right, Martin, what is your background with? I mean, I assume you've heard Sledgehammer. Have you heard anything else on this? Uh, Sledgehammer sounded familiar, so I guess I had heard that before. It's one of those songs you can't escape, I guess. I didn't really have much of a connection with Peter Gabriel. Um, or like prog rock <laughs> or Genesis or any of those sorts of bands. I did recently get really get into Salisbury Hill nice. after just <laughs> repeatedly seeing mm. on every single romantic comedy trailer. Yeah. Uh, so I, I ended up getting like a best of Peter Gabriel album and listening to that. But this was the first time that I'd heard this. Mm. The one thing uh, I had read in an interview about him approaching this album is that he said he wanted to make his music, and he's done four albums and Genesis before this, mm. he wanted to make less esoteric music. I, I don't know if that's happened yeah, on I this Yeah, I succeeded album. <laughs> Like, it's a successful album. I don't think it's, like, direct in any way. Yeah. Like, it's still fairly abstract, I found, going through these songs. Another reference point I had to Peter Gabriel was, again, when I was in my Salisbury Hill rough in my hole of just what just listening to that song so much you go on youtube and start watching live versions of that yeah. there's an amazing live version where he's on a bike and he's cycling around this circular rotating platform it's in a stadium it's in a stadium like a 360 uh stadium thing and he's just cycling around the bike singing salisbury hill and it's the greatest <laughs> thing in the world what's he on like bike <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so let's start on this album. Go to the first track, "Red Rain." Now, this song sounds like a cop show theme tune <laughs> to me, mm. like almost the full way through it. Because of the slap bass, I've got I've got a sample time here. We could listen to it. Like this yep. is the bit that is probably the most cops theme tune to me. bass slapping yeah from this I can picture just in credits city streets like clanking mugs together the song idea is a recurring dream that Peter Gabriel had of he imagined people shaped glass bottles filled with red blood presumably falling from the sky I'd read it was cold red wine I said blood presumably I saw no confirmation (laughs) I've 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 one particular recurring dream which obviously can't spare a major hit song like Red Rain, but this is my earliest memory. I'm a two year old and I'm dreaming about these two saucepans at the top of my stairs and they're just kind of like floating. Um my Are they regular size saucepans? They're just normal sized? they're just regular normal. old mm. plain old saucepans and uh, But it's the fact that they're flying which is that's the unusual part of it. But it was okay. just some saucepans. <laughs> Do you know, like, for some reason, I I know that these saucepans are malicious. Like, I know that I know that I have to go get help. Mm. So I go in in the dream to the kitchen, and my mum's sitting there. Where saucepans the should be. Where saucepans should be. Mm. Not at the top of the stairs. No, not flying. 
Well, I, I try and get my mum's attention. And I'm grabbing her arm and I'm, I'm like mouthing and I'm trying to speak. I'm like, nothing's coming out because I'm like, a baby, a baby, babies can't talk. But that that was the thing. Like I felt paralyzed because I couldn't tell anybody mm. about the assessment. So now every time I like I see like a darkly lit stairs, and I look up and I'm like, oh, is it safe? You know, like <laughs> that, that's like a regular thing. But like I don't know what the hell he's dreaming about if he's. So if there are any mm. record producers out there looking to make <laughs> yeah. a song, hi, uh, excuse me, Peter. Uh, <laughs> If you want to talk more about this dream, you know, let's arrange a phone call. You're up Skype for a collab? Yeah, let's, let's collab. Let's collab. Yeah, uh, this is one of the better songs on the album, I'm thinking. There are, like, most of the songs in this album are five minutes plus, And it kind yeah. of doesn't grab you, is that? Like, the ones that are boring to me are interminable at one point. But this one... It doesn't feel like five minutes. It feels like I can mm. listen to this. It's this is popping, catchy. Yeah, yeah, it's very catchy. It's very. It's it's an it's a it's one of those ones that I'm like, I've got in a store of like if I ever kind of make something that's like orientated towards like an eighties high school movie type mm. thing, like that'll be like a major scene. Will be to Red Rain. Mm. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I'm just going to write a note down, like, oh, like, avoid carry menstrual blood, pig's blood, because <laughs> that's been done. Yeah. That could be the red rain. Mm. Well, there are some um, reviewers who have tried to interpret it as being about either AIDS or the Cold War, because like Red Russia. Right, <laughs> okay. Now, that's almost certainly not true. <laughs> like, it seems like it would be... Like, oh, yeah, that's abstract. I can believe Peter Gabriel is like, no, guys, this is about Red Rain. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's about this. Also, yeah. also I don't think Peter Gabriel is going to write a song and start his album off with, you know, like an AIDS song, like about AIDS. Yeah. Mm. On to the next song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sledgehammer. Now, this song is much like a genetically modified rhino. Massive horns. Yes. <laughs> this is my least favourite song on the album. Oh, really? Like, I feel, I feel like it's a good song. I know it's a good song, but I tend to skip it. Like, can we just play the intro to this song? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> it's the best part. I'm just picturing a Native American entering. <laughs> I'm just picturing James Brown entering. <laughs> it was him the whole time. He's about to start singing here, which I thought was the start of the first verse. Yeah, but it just I seems to, to be rambling. It just goes, ah! Is it a false start, maybe? I'm pretty sure that first line was like, Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's yeah. definitely what he was saying. Mm. I'm pretty. I've got the lyrics here. Oh, I yeah, can yeah. check it. Yeah, it'll probably say that. Oh, well, well, well. So, what do you think this song's about? I think it's about DIY. It's about working on a home. Oh. I, I, I have no idea what this this song is about in terms of like. I got the impression it was full of innuendos. I, there's it's entirely <laughs> chock full of innuendos. Yeah, it's crazy. I like the lyric where he says, "I could be like a bumper car," and then clarifies bumping. Mm. Yeah. Like it's not just a bumper car oh. that isn't bumping. You could have a bumper car bumping. This amusement never ends. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's a terrifying image. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, it's, got, it's, it's got a bit of a carnival atmosphere to it. Now, it's all it. innuendo, though. Yeah. Uh, you could have a steam train, you could have a big dipper going up and down all around the bends, and then you could have the bumper car bumping, as you're saying. Uh, you know the website genius.com, Rap Genius, that has like annotated lyrics mm. and you can click on things and get little explanations? It used to be Rap Genius and then white people <laughs> moved into it and, and like removed that part. Yeah. One of the descriptions was up and down refers to the thrusting motion and in intercourse. The bends mentioned could also be a reference to the cervix. Another clinical <laughs> definition from Genius.com. I feel like there are easier ways to sing about sex. Mm. And cervical bends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's a pretty good song. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Excellent. Don't Give Up. Apparently Dolly Parton was meant to be the singer on this. Oh, yeah. That could have been a whole different type of song. It would have felt very yeah. different. So this is like, it has a call and response type thing with mm. uh, him and a female vocalist, which sounds a lot like an after school special, I think. Yes. Could it's you... meant to be like the hardship of being unemployed, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a little listen? It starts at one ten. Ladies and gentlemen, Kate Bush. <laughs> yeah, I can totally just see that on a have you seen, school special. Have you seen the video for this? Oh. There are two videos for it. I have seen the video for this. It's I'm one of my most watched YouTube videos. <laughs> it's Kate Bush and Peter Gabriel. Hugging mm-hmm. yeah. for the entire song. Yeah, mm. that's the entire video. That's the that's the best video. They just spin around. I, I, Are I, they singing the lyrics at least? Of course. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Oh definitely. That that would have been crazy. <laughs> yeah, if they were just talking. Am I right in thinking it's it's kind of apocalyptic in the background? It's like it's just like a blank skyline. I, I believe it's like it's a fairly powerful dream image. I, yeah, yeah. Now this is like back when we were talking about like having an emotional connection to Peter Gabriel. This was it. Like, mm. This is the big. So I was like, oh, I can. Oh, this is exactly what I need to hear. Like you know that age when you're kind of like you just don't want to talk to your parents about anything, and you don't really want to talk to your mates about stuff because you know it's feelings and you're but you want to talk to Kate Bush. You want to talk to Peter mm. Gabriel and Kate Bush, and you want to get in on that hug. You want to get in on that yeah. hug, right? That's <laughs> what I was about to say. I, like, I want to be in there. You know, I want to. Yeah. I want to get right in in between you, you guys. The bread. The bass on this song is pretty great, though. Like it's a bass really, really great good. bass riff, and then there's a breakdown towards the end. But do you know how he got that sort of sound, and especially in like the second half of the track? Oh, this is really interesting. Tony Levin, he put a nappy behind his bass strings to dampen it. That's perfect. Is it perfect or is it a terrible idea? <laughs> well, there seems to be so many other things you could use to dampen strings other than a nappy. Well, let me just say that's a lucky nappy. Mm. You know, if you're going to have a life as a nappy, you know... It's better to be in a in a base than That's the somewhere best else. case scenario. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but here, here's the yeah. important question. Is it like, what side of the nappy is facing the strings? I don't know. Because perhaps you're thinking the soft cotton side. And, mm. and how damp yeah, how is damp the, nappy the nappy if you're, you know, like... As it used. Do you want is it really dampened? <laughs> there must have been a kid around, because <laughs> I'm assuming they're not just going out to buy nappies in order to... <laughs> Get their instruments to work. Peter Gabriel will stay shop. One nappy, please. Nothing yeah. else. 
The other interesting thing about this song was it is apparently all about uh, Thatcher and like yeah, unemployment and mm. stuff like that. Well, then very relevant for today. Because yes. <laughs> she's back. Yep. <laughs> and she's bigger than ever. Oh, I, I was sitting there trying. I didn't actually come up with much to say about this song. But as I was listening to it, I was like, I can't give up. I have to keep trying to figure out <laughs> something funny Thatcher would do. Ah, right itself. We're going to go on to the next song, That Voice Again. Mm-hmm. I'm not a massive fan of this. This is maybe on side A, the one I'm the least a fan of. It's quite long and quite dry, I find. This um, is very U2 to me. This is like very, very U2. Yeah. But there's nice harmonies. This is maybe my favourite song, actually. This is one of oh, my favourites. I'm so glad that you mm, said it because yeah. I was like, oh, he's crucifying my song. When I was taking you? notes. I am planning to crucify Sorry, the song. you crucify I'm right? happy you brought the vinyl for this purpose. <laughs> when I was taking notes for this and listening, I wrote down, now we're talking when this started playing. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not, I don't think it's a bad song. It, I'm just not totally on board for it. I will play the moment at 3 minutes 40, though, where he holds and sustains the word love for an incredibly long amount of time. Is this only love can make love? Yes. Only love can make love. Oh, still going. How could you not like this? This is... I, hey, I like a lot of the things on the rest of the side A. This one is the bottom for me. <laughs> I, I might take issue with that line as well. Only love can make love. I'm not a massive fan of that. Are you trying to say love can make love? <laughs> love, love can, can make, make love, love, bro. <laughs> you love that part of the song. Yeah, that was my favourite part. <laughs> on to the next one. And this is the one where there's confusion based on vinyl. So oh, This is the beast. This is moving on to the beast side, side of the vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is Mercy Street. Well, it's according fun. to the vinyl. It's funny because I've got it in your eyes. Oh. Oh, well, this is the thing we were talking about. Aye. According right. to, I think it was Wikipedia or something, they put. Oh, no, wait, no, yes, on the CD. It must have been the ri- no, original. No, on the CD, he wanted in your eyes at the end. Ah, oh, right. He wanted to put that at the end, but the bass note yeah, wouldn't it was too sustain bassy. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so right, he had well, to put it at the start of side B. As, as per his request, Mercy Street it is. Mercy Street, it is. Um, this is a. I, I kind of like this song, but this is a poor man's brothers in arms. I think it's going for that very I same. Like, dark I like that as a description because this mm. is one of the reasons why I really like this song. I like it reminds, this song a lot, yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. It's nice and instrumental. I like it, but I love brothers in arms. So if mm. I see something trying to rip it off slightly, yeah, I'm not a massive fan. I don't know Which came first, though? Because this is eighty-six. I think the chicken very good came question. first. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna cut that. Out. <laughs> please, please. No, it, it stays in. in. Stays in. Yeah, it'd be worth. I'm. Mm, I'm gonna say Brothers in Arms came first. We can edit it out if it didn't. All right. Can I'm gonna we? say this came first. Ah. We can edit it out if it didn't. I'll give you a wee. All right. Oh. Okay. Mm. Just oh. in case you need that. Yeah. Wait, wait. That can you do either. it again with a bit more? All oh, right. Really? Let's just now give us a told you so, Martin. Take. Fucking told you. There you go. Now, okay, now can you apologise to Martin for being incorrect? Martin, I'm so sorry I was incorrect. <laughs> okay, Martin, could you... <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> okay, and now could you say, I told you so? I told you so? Now could you say, I hate to say, I told you so? 
There is also an interesting lyric confessing all the secret things in the warm velvet box to the priest. He's the doctor. He can handle the shocks. The priest is also the doctor. Priest is doctor now. <laughs> yeah. What this, kind of street is this? This sounds like an Irish street. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like back home where the uh, the priests uh, the go to person for everything. So maybe I don't know. Mm. Maybe that was the thing. That's just the thing. You wouldn't understand community like mm. small communities. The priest was the doctor and the plumber. Also, when I was telegraphing that uh, rhyme of box and shocks, the priest can handle the shocks. I, th- I swore he was going to say the priest can handle the socks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that, I must say. Like, <laughs> I cannot believe I did not think of that until <laughs> I, this moment. That is yeah. insane. It's a priest. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, socks. That's funny. Write that down. Writing it down, yep. Can't wait to rig it up. Do you guys have a lot of priests listening to the show? You don't want to... It's our number one demographic. (laughs) You don't want to offend them, you know? No. (laughs) It's a big lobby. You can't go up against that. Yeah, uh, let's go on to the next song. Um, Big Time. Big Time's... This is a big song. This is a big song. This is my favourite song on the album, Mm. I have to say. Big Time's... I like like, it a lot. Because this is the more kind of like... Like you, we we we've we've hit that kind of don't give up vibe and things mm. are things are kind of tough guys mm. things, things are tough are you gotta you gotta work for it big times like all right listen you're good you're set it's gonna be all right everything's grand we're just gonna we're just gonna have fun now all right this is the point in the album where mm. I feel like this is more satirically angry in a good way yeah it's like this is like fucking just let's get up and jump like mm. this is this is just like the party song for this revolution that he's trying to kind of uh, cut this out <laughs> <laughs> I was with you I was with you I was with me too I just I don't know where I was though <laughs> yeah uh, this had a nice intro hi there like I was, welcoming I was listening to this album on my computer when that started oh. I thought it was a Spotify ad yeah. <laughs> it's like can we listen to the start of that hi there I love that bass. It's so different from what was going on 20 seconds ago. That's, I think that's kind of the, the mad genius that is Peter Gabriel because, like, to me, his albums are something of, like, you know a really good compilation tape? You get this variation of, like, all right, you're on a bit of a journey. Like, I feel like, because the next song is totally... Totally, it's totally different to, to, to big time, right? Mm. This reminds me of a Rocky montage. Yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's the point in the mixtape we're at just now. Apparently, this is the song um, for which there's a technique known as funky fingers or funk fingers for bassists. All right. Um, where basically they tie um, drumsticks to their fingers when they're playing. <laughs> This isn't insanity. Oh, this I've is seen this. Facts. Yeah, yeah. This is the song it was invented for, um, but he didn't do that. Like the bassist just hit the notes, and the drummer hit the bass. For real? Insane. Apparently, so. I've seen this happen, and I always think that looks kind of sexy. Like whenever like drummers and like guitarists working like, together, they start to play each other's instruments. <laughs> like it's like a musical '69 sort of thing going on. It's, it's like, a musical oh. orgy. Yeah. In my head, this is the craziest image of the drumsticks <laughs> attached to their fingers. Yeah. Is that so? He has like five drumsticks, no, two, two. five giant drumstick <laughs> fingers. John just said, "No, no, two. Like really seriously." 
Uh, it's, not, it's, not the whole, still... it's not the whole drumstick. It's just the top. <laughs> Coming off like oh. a crate. Oh, <laughs> okay. With my great invention of trying to sell. No, no, no. Two of them, very short on the finger. This song also features some Peter Gabriel stand-up, I think, in the lyrics. Uh, the place where I come from is a small town. They think so small, they use, so, they use small words. Hey, I come from this small town. The town's so small, even their words are small. I, do you know what? Like, I, that to me, right, that, that, those lyrics, I didn't find anything funny about that because I came from a small town and I was like, yeah, mm. yeah, the these are people small. are the worst. No. Mm. Like, did you stretch your mouth to make the big words come out, though? Well, the, the, there was a point in my life where I realised, like, I wasn't based on this lyric or anything, but this lyric kind of sums things up. And it's like, I, I was like, I can't stay here because it's just, oh, it's, it's like a succubus of, like, old-fashioned ideas and stuff. And mm. I, I totally connected with those lyrics, like... Uh, kind of suffocating. Yeah. It, it was Just a small town boy. It was it probably subconsciously the thing that set me on a path of like destruction. Get as, get as far away from this town as you can, and then I ended up like only about a hundred and twenty miles away in Glasgow. Mm. Like I'm not that far away mm. from home. This is a very big change actually, going from this song into the next one. We do what we're told. Yeah, Milgram's thirty-seven. Is this we do what we're told? Yeah, the intro to this is great, and this like sounds it. like something that could be released today. Just yes, I agree. The, with that. Yeah, the electronic synth—it's kind of minimalist. Very interesting. Mm. It's a very—it's the most minimalist song. It's yeah. the shortest song at three minutes twenty-two. Mm. Yeah, those drums—that mm. could mean anything these days. What drums? Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's the most experimental song, I think, on the album. Here's the thing, though. Rage Against the Machine hate this song. Really? We do what we're told. Uh, they won't. Obviously. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting song. Not much to talk about there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I quite like this song. This is like... I like it. This mm. is like more... Kind of like... This is Peter Gabriel at his most kind of Brian Eno. Like, I'm really kind of just enjoying myself here. I don't care what you guys think. This mm. is like less commercial, more. I'm just having yeah. fun. Like, I agree with that. Yeah, like, I, I, like, I really like the song. And I think. Eight for everyone else, one for old Pete Gibbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like, I feel like this is the song that takes you right back to reality. Mm. Still got one more song to do. Well, that's right, I. We do have In Your Eyes at this point. Have um, we done This Is The Picture? No, because on That's vinyl, a bonus. that doesn't exist. Oh, so the CD track has this extra one we can talk about after. That's cool, that's eyes. a good song. Um, but In Your Eyes, let's talk about that. You're like, I, no, it's not. <laughs> I am a fan <laughs> okay. of In Your Eyes. So In Your Eyes, that's the hold up the boombox song in that film, Say Anything. Yeah. <laughs> Did you miss the lyric, though, When I Want To Run Away, I Drive Off In My Car? Now, <laughs> if you want to run away, don't get in your car. Maybe it's just me, but for me, yeah, 
it's really difficult to run in a car when you're driving i think it's probably the the, the best way to to run away actually uh as speaking as a physically unfit person <laughs> i would run away in a car mm. <laughs> like fred flintstone <laughs> the only way i'm going to survive if i'm like under attack is by running away in a car so you know Cars are great for getting Cars very are great for getting away. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Historically. Get, get away car. They have a term. Um, we could perhaps play you the song you may not have heard then. Actually. Yeah, let's go I for mean, it. I mean, it'd probably be considered a B-sides, but on the CD, this is like second to last. Um, this is I, th- I think it is the last song. Well, it's uh, the last bit song on the yeah, CD. Nice yeah, track, right. yeah. This um, is the picture. Featuring... Parentheses. <laughs> excellent birds. This song is basically just like Sea Spot Run, basically. You'll see what I mean. I've heard this song. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is basically just Sea Spot Run. Yeah. Good run. I can see why they left it off the vinyl. It's a bit more atmospheric. It's kind of weird to finish the CD on this. Yeah. This, this is very Brian Wilson to me. It reminds me of a song on Brian Wilson's Smile. Yes. This could yes. be on next to like the Vegetables song. Yeah, but there would be birds on it. Excellent birds. Excellent birds. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of that song. Nah, I, I, mm. it's kind of... It's, it's very George Lucasy of him to do that. It is. Yeah. Like, I, uh, why, just leave it. Oh, I don't understand that. I have nothing to say about that song at all. There's not really a lot to say about it. It's, no. it's an odd choice to finish the track. Finish the finish, album. Finish the track. <laughs> finish the album. Um, right. Okay. Mark. Well, let's start with yourself. We usually rate our albums, and I'm trying to remember our rating system as I say this. We, <laughs> we do you like, love, hate or dislike the album and <laughs> also also let's not forget this one we, um, we have this rating system we forget it every time this yeah. part of it uh, do you think the artist achieved what he was trying to do with oh this yeah, album? yeah all right so that is kind of separate two different mm-hmm. questions do you like love hate or dislike and do you think he achieved what he wanted i kind of love this album i do feel like he set out to achieve what he wanted to achieve because like as far as I'm aware, this is his like made like first big break of an album. Like this is when he had the, the big time. Yeah, oh. big time. So that, that seemed to be part of his plan to really yeah, hit so it big. I feel I feel like he's done it. You know, he's 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 made an album that's got out there. He's number one hits. You know, he's he's made a few pounds. He sang a few songs with some nice people. I think he's had a good time. Yeah, this was also on like the Rolling Stone top 500 albums of all time. That whole that old list. Number so. 499. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue that is a lot lower than this. It's it's 500. <laughs> it's uh, certainly one of my kind of top albums. It's it's listened to fairly often, uh, and it's one of those ones that like if I'm having a bad week. It'll go on. Yeah. I've only very re- recently listened to this, so I'm still digesting it. I, I don't think I dislike the album, but I've not really got really strong opinions about it. There are two or three songs. And again, I was listening to it today, and I was like, man, that's, that's, re- that's really good. Oh, that's a really nice chord progression, really getting into some of the songs. But I, I don't feel as strongly as you do. Like, I'm, I'm probably not going to come back to this, but I, I would 
just stick on a couple of the singles. Uh, so I'd say I like this. Uh, oh, did you say... Yeah, you said he did achieve. Uh, sorry, I'm just stalling as no. I can think of it. He did He did achieve for mm. what I was chiming in there. Um, when he he set out to ma- make a big-selling album and uh, write more mainstream pop songs, and he, yeah, absolutely did that. Yeah, I agree. I think he achieved. I think, and I think he certainly did intend to write a very popular album and achieve that. But I don't think he sold out too much in doing that. I think there's still a lot of weird influences on this album. Um, yeah, he still gets quite proggy and experimental in parts. Yeah, like I'll say it again, most of the songs are like five minutes long, which is not common in most pop albums. Certainly not a number one. He's mostly experimenting with length. Experimenting with length. <laughs> uh, I think I think I like this album. I think there's a lot of songs like, obviously Sledgehammer. I'm a fan of In Your Eyes, Big Time. Was that In Your Eyes, Big Time? Like you're really big time, like In Your Eyes, or In Your Eyes and Big In Your Eyes come up, Big Time. Hey, In Your Eyes, hey, Big Time. Big Time. Big time. Hey, Big Time. In Your Eyes. Uh, excellent. Um, Philip, would you like to plug anything, of course? Um, Twitter, Twitter, where can people find you on Twitter? You can, find, you can find me on Twitter and Vine if you want. Yeah. Uh, people are savvy. They can type in your name you, to you, a search engine. Just, there's one L in my name. That's all you need to know. Just go and, and have, you're a, have you're a nice... not the poet. Have a nice... I don't... Don't confuse me, please, mm. with the uh, the Wait. misogynist Wait poet Philip Larkin. Oh, he's misogynistic. Oh, Wait a second, I'm very confused. I thought you were the poet from the last. Oh shit! Do we have to like? This is. Undo? I have to delete this episode. Yeah, no. And on that note, thank you very much for coming up. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry it's like a total rush job, but I had a great time listening to this album with yeah, you guys. That was good fun. You. That was fun. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Interesting Choice is a production for the Hat on Dog Network. For more information, visit hatondog.com.